Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast Book Club. This episode, we're going to be talking about Little Char and the Gang Part 2 by uh, Neko Ama. It's, of course, starring our favorite Pokemon starter trio, Charmander. Look how adorable he is. But, of course, we also have the little Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. You have all three. And, of course, we have Squirtle. You bitch. Where's his glasses? Who the hell are you? You're not Squirtle. It's Ditto Squirtle. Oh, I was like, I was gonna say, I'm gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure that's Ditto on purpose. No, yeah, it's it's Ditto Squirtle. Fanny got this when we went to a WonderCon a few years ago because she loves because they had like the whole Ditto line. But yeah, we are talking about uh, strips 53 to 105. And I gotta ask, guys, how did you enjoy this little block of Little Char and the Gang? Well, I gotta say. I'm Sparks Witty, and that's Ryan Eliopoulos oh, over here, yeah. and that's Brandon T. McClure because Ben forgot. And uh, I got to say that uh, I am so glad that we kept reading this webcomic because I feel like it really just like kicked into high gear and went in, went in the direction it needed to in mm-hmm. this chunk in a way that it didn't in the first chunk for me. But for this one, we're, we're there, baby. This is what the webcomic I want it to be. I also enjoyed these strips more than I did the first, uh, the first 50 some odd that we did uh i found this to be um i don't know if i found them funnier like but i did find the writing to be a lot sharper and the mm-hmm. the stories uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, there's a nice bookend to these strips that we decided to do with evie um i i found the emotional weight of those stories to be mm-hmm. very well handled yeah mm-hmm. yeah what about you ryan i loved it a lot liked it a whole lot i'm glad we kept going <clears throat> excuse me um i I really like that uh, there were more arcs uh, in this set. Like, I like that it, that because uh, it, it's not that I can't connect with the characters, but it's hard to really get to know them when it's when you're just doing one small thing at a time. But when I get to know them over like an adventure, uh, mm-hmm. which we did have a few in the first set, but like there was a bunch of just like small arcs in this with a lot less just one panel or excuse me, one uh, page uh, intervals. Um, I think it was really fun. I liked the characters. I love Evie. I think it's a great new character. The stuff with with that and the family, it's like that's the kind of like like emotional content I was looking for from the first, the first batch. Real quickly. There's some really good stuff with the AV, but I, I wanted to just mention um, what I, one panel, one strip that I thought was hilarious was the one that was just pictures of his post-it notes. Oh, <laughs> when the computer computer went up. both the of them, both of them, the one where he, where Bulbasaur breaks the computer. And then the other one where it's like, uh, good luck finding a new computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Funny both of those were hilarious. Though, so when I first discovered Little Charna Gang, or not when I first discovered, because there you, if you've been around the internet, you're probably bound to see a strip or two someone post on Facebook or your favorite meme website. And I, when I finally found the webcomic, and I just blasted through the first night when I read when I first read it, I got to those post notes. Those post notes were some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Just because it's like it's that that electric Pokemon, the Electic, I think it's called, and he's just like, "Good God, what did you do to this computer?" And you have like the Electabuzz, you have like I think it's a Magnemite. You have to just have a bunch of Pokemon just staring at it, going, "What does this guy do?" There's there's also something that this that this set does better, and it pairs off characters like we talked about in the first trip. Some of the best ones were when Bulbasaur was on his own um, mm-hmm. with. Um, uh, uh, oh, it was Cyndaquil and uh, Totodile. I, I knew that Cyndaquil, he's my favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite too. But and so, like, this one pairs up um, uh, Bulbasaur and Squirtle for a small adventure. Um, 
Charmander has has more to do with it. Uh, more go they go more into the family dynamic of Charmander and his mom. We actually see his mom in, in these trips. Yeah, I re- I really wanted to talk about that. So um, I I still stand by because it, it at this point it's consistent lock character arc that we still have a whole bunch of characters who are female and it's very hard to tell. Charizard is a perfect example of what I was talking about where you only need to make some subtle changes, but I can tell the difference in in femininity versus masculinity in the way that the characters are portrayed because uh, Charizard has down slanted eyes. And uh, the his wife has upslanted eyes, uh, so their brows are designed differently, and that alone made it so. I'm like, I was never confused on who I. They're also colored slightly differently to help. They're, it's they're, the, uh, it's, the ears have different uh, angles as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's another part of it. Uh, his are his are sharper, and hers curved down. Uh, and that's exactly what I meant. That I'm like, I'm just not seeing enough of that in the uh female characters of some of the other ones where we see the male and the female next to each other and i can't tell them apart um but the but he, he they nailed it on charizard um yeah. with with the the mom and dad what an incredible honestly fantastic work doing that little story about a christmas long ago and getting that picture into them as a, as a family uh yeah, yeah it, it's it's again like the thing that i when we first started ratings i didn't expect <clears throat> so many of the characters to be involved i thought i was just going to be following the three pokemon um so like when we get so much of the family stuff and they have been like they have been friends these parents have been friends since they were the kids ages and like getting to see all of their stuff and stories that they get to tell like it was it was like it really like built like built this world that that i've been that i've been reading um mm-hmm. and, and, and like yeah so so there is a, there is actually a criticism that i do have with uh with what you're saying ryan um when we learn that the parents had been friends all along, we don't see them as kids. They don't, they don't flashback it. They end up just telling us stories of when they were kids. And I would have rather them shown us, not told us. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's my, my only problem with, with this, this like set is that there's a lot, there's huge text bubbles where it's like, Hey, remember when we did that, when you could have just shown them to me. Sure. Yeah. Well, Brandon, do I have great news for you in the next arc? Or at oh, least good. in the next chunk. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There is the last. Uh, the last strips that we're going to go through in this chunk are is a story of the parents as kids. The the next. Back. Yeah. Back. In, the next, in the next. Yeah. Back. Yeah. 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 I, I like the the idea of um, like evolving is a big thing in the EV arcs and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. but uh, when the Squirtles are talking about evolving, Squirtle doesn't have ears, and then Wartolo has ears, and then Blastoise loses ears. So it's like, how do how do you how do you deal with this? And he's like, you just get used to it. Like I don't know, it's weird. Like growing uh, up, Blastoise, Blastoise ears are are there. They're just smaller. Okay, they're, like, but they're more like they're more like Bulbas. But you yeah, don't have right. to brush them. Like like, you know, like right. yeah. they change like texture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. One of my favorite bits. In in this book, in this or in this book, in this uh, web comic series, and I mean, in the next batch, you'll get another one. Is when um, War Turtle meets Zapdos. Yeah, Zapdos. I absolutely, because you throughout the throughout these uh, strips, you you hear him say, "Oh, for the love of Ho Oh," I mean, it's like, "Oh my Lugia," it's like, "For the love of Arceus, what's wrong with you?" All the legendaries are like deity s Pokemon, because in the games, they are kind of like deities. There's only one of them in the entire world. And then you get to see Zapdos, who's this grand, this grand master of lightning and the storm, and he's caught in a string. 
He's a goof. It's hilarious. And just when, like when Wartor was like, you're not going to shock me. He's like, child, I can, I can control my thunder. Relax. I, uh, I love this, like, he, uh, they're introduced, and it's just like, I am the wind, the fells, the forest, I am the thunder, I, like, this big, monstrous thing, and it's like, I'm caught in a kite trap. <laughs> I, there is, there is no world where you can't, you cannot convince me that that panel of Zapdos saying, I am the wind that fells the forest, I am the thunder, that is a joke on that Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan Goku speech when he says, I am the hope of the universe. Uh, I am I am the beacon for all living beings that cry out for peace. Yeah, okay. Oh, the, the, good. Yeah, nightmare to you. Yeah, it's definitely a parody of that. I love it. Mm-hmm. The kite's a nightmare. I love it. Um, yeah. Gloom, that whole this whole zombie thing. I love the zombie thing. Like just pulling that's a big funny. old prank. Oh, yeah. And like this, like Gloom, Gloom looks like a zombie. That's just her face. Like, oh, that's that poor. Gloom. Yeah, everyone's like, is is Gloom a zombie? And it's like, no, nah, man, that's rude. That's just what Gloom looks that's like. Just her face. Uh, uh, the, the 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 horse one. I forgot the fire horse. Uh, where he, he's, he's like, man, I burned a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, love... I want to say it's like when uh, I yeah, because Ivysaur is the one who's in the prank. Because Wartortle's not. And then mm-hmm. they're like, hey, you kind of broke our door. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we got to fix that before your dad comes home, huh? Yeah, they, they just do such a good job of playing with the Pokemon. Like, we get the duo in that zombie arc for a moment, comes up, and, like, mm-hmm. one head is a zombie, and the other is like, psst, I'm not a zombie, but he's just he's just here, and he smells. <laughs> <laughs> just every – and also, I love um, – the... Go ahead. No, no. Um, there's just, you're right. There's just so much greatness in this arc. Like, when we see Clefairy again – when they brought when uh, Charmander brings the moons because the little Cleffa, the pre-evolution of Clefairy, throws the moonstone and then he shows it to Clefairy and he's like, he's like he's all getting all careful and scared and then he's like, congratulations, you found yourself a genuine moonstone. It's like because in the game, especially in the original um, Game Boy games, they're just like pieces of text. You don't actually get to see them. And it wasn't until um, the Game Boy Advance they actually gave you like a color definition to it because the moonstone is beautiful. And I love how um, Nekawama drew the Moonstone in this and just, and I love especially how careful Clefairy is because it's true. If any Pokemon who evolves by a stone touches a stone with their bare skin or paw or whatever, instant evolution. Yeah. Seems except awful. For, except for Eevee, which is important because the arc is that Eevee wants to. Well, Eevee. Uh, he- she wants to discover new evolutions. The, yeah. the thing is that Eevee doesn't want to. What I really mm-hmm. like about Eevee is that that she's like, I don't know if I want to be a Jolteana. I yeah. want to. I want to discover new evolutions. And yeah. and the family's reception of it because they all want them to be Jolteons and that disappointment. Like what a layered commentary. I, mm-hmm. I I'm so impressed with mm-hmm. them working in like these Pokemon metaphors and things like that. They've done it really well. Like it it continues to be this thing where I'm impressed with the way that they use uh, Pokemon to explore ideas of, of different family home upbringings, different lifestyles of, of family life. Um, and now, and now taken even a step further with the Eevee and the, and the conversation of evolution that happened in, in all regards across this, which includes uh, like the, the one strip that's just about the little polywhirl. Uh, yeah. Punch, who, punch, punch, who wants punch. to who wants to punch 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 um is a is a hilarious one but it just continues to like further that concept of like what growing up means in the pokemon world what evolution means in the pokemon world in this in this new realized interpretation and because and you know, one of the other things i love because i'm glad uh, you guys are all getting the jokes but also for for those who grew, play the games because when polyworld 
goes into or when Poliwag, Poliwhirl, and then Poliwrath, which is the final evolution, because that's a water fighting type. So this tiny little Poliwhirl is like, I want arms. Oh, what are you going to use your arms for? For punching! He yeah, knows. He's- this this little tadpole knows he's going to evolve into a fire into a water fighting type. He's like, I'm going to beat the, the crap. The, 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 the best part of that is the walking by Machop and Machamp. Uh, and oh, and, oh, and just being like, Machamp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and like the look over and it's like, dude, just let me finish my coffee first. Hold on. <laughs> what, I, what I think this 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 uh, artist excels at is the one panel jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we talked about the Zapdos. He just, he just not, uh, not the Zapdos. Yes, the Zapdos, the, the mm-hmm. legendary bird. Yeah, player. I am the storm. I am this. I'm stuck. In Not that. when he when he, when he just bails, just at the end of that uh, at the end of that that strip, you just like all uh, right, I'm out. He just leaves. And then there's the one where where it's like, who'd you in, in the same arc where where Squirtle had called someone? And he's like, well, who'd you call, Dad? No, I don't know his number. Who'd you, Char? Who'd you call? I was like, oh, just the number that was on the fridge that I keep. That, that I keep having to memorize when I go get a snack was who is that? And it just cuts to Char Char Charizard just Oh he's so mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love he it. Is not happy. They, they do the they do the shared family dynamics between the, the groups really well that they are kind of like a collective unit who celebrates together. They are they're very bonded to each other, which I, I relate to a lot. I really like mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, the way that they execute it, their their long history and and connections to each other and looking after each other's kids is really sweet. Squirtle getting stuck in a tree and everyone's just like, <clears throat> that makes sense. Oh, then, man, um, that's so good because uh, the, he gets stuck in a tree and then um, and then Pidgey and then a Pidge, uh, what's the the Pidgey? Pidgey Pidgeot comes uh, and then uh, Bla- uh, Blastoise is like, why don't we get ice cream and <clears throat> teach them a lesson? Uh, and Pidge is like, isn't that a little extreme? Uh, and he's like, uh, what's the joke? It's like, um, Charizard. yeah, like it works for Char- Charizard's kids not up there, right? He's teaching his kids, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, like, like the parental stuff really works. Like it feels like it's nice. It's nice family dynamic. I really dig it. It's, and it's always fun. lighthearted. It's always lighthearted. Like what, what I, I think this, the, the, these strips did better than the, than the first strips. And obviously as you continue with your craft, you get better at it. And what I think really shows is that as this, this, this uh, artist continued, uh, he got, he got more comfortable tackling uh, more, th- more heavy theme, uh, themes in a more lighthearted way. And uh, where to talk about the, the talk with Evie and the Jolteon and the Jolteons. I thought that was the, the whole strip is the whole story is is lighthearted but then mm-hmm. there's that hefty theme that i think is yeah. really well tackled if i was to give one tiny little criticism it's just that every once in a while i'll notice like a spelling mistake maybe a word isn't spelled correctly or there's not a, a letter but other than that that's just a very very minute thing it but, doesn't bother me it's just like okay read the sentence and then there it, it is goes, that's just ben it goes back to what, what I talked about in the last episode, which is that, you know, it, you know, it, when you're just when you're just doing this and this is just one person drawing and writing the strips uh, like, hey, uh, uh, word bubble placement is important and it's better in this arc. And in much in the same way as what you're talking about, when you miss a word or you misspell a word, hey, editing, it's important, yeah. too, but I get it. It's a one man operation. It, it totally is. And even though I've, I, it's every time I notice that I'm not like, oh, that's a little event. It's like, okay. And then I just rethink of it. I was like, oh, this is what they were trying to say. And then I read it like they meant it. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I just keep going. I don't think there's any egregious spelling errors that make oh, me no, no. lose the lose the thread of the story entirely. Oh, Lord. oh, Lord, no. Oh, Lord, no. I mean, if I had to think of just one 
tiny little thing, that would be it. But it's already just so minuscule. All the good outweighs that little thing that it just, as I keep reading in the next panel or getting deeper into the arc, I completely forget about what it, I completely forget about. It. I'm just like, I want to see these kids do kid stuff. It's like Brandon, you were saying when Squirtle gets stuck up in a tree and, and then Pidgey's all like, all right, I'll go get my dad. And then you know last walks by and he just slays like, why is my son in the tree? You know, you know what? Just in case, just in case the, the, the artist is watching this unlikely, but just in case, uh, I just read, uh, I just read a major big two comic book that had a, that, that had a spelling error. It happens. Yeah, right. It, it, it always happens. Um, I think uh, I think there's some really exceptional material here. I, I think particularly of um, the bit that's about Charmander's plant. Um, and oh, when yeah. he looks at it and he thinks of his mom because he doesn't have strong memories of his mom. Yeah. And uh, and that he's like, Charmeleon Charizard kind of char- get a little irritated that I can't, I don't remember her. And so we kind of end up not talking about her. So I look at the plant because that makes me think of her. And I was like, damn. (laughs) Also, this is the block. um, This little block that we read is also the episode is also where Charmander gets his scarf. Yeah, we see that in that flashback story. Yeah. So when Charmander gets his scarf, I Charmeleon. Yeah, Charmeleon gets a Charmeleon gets a scarf because it's a a hand me down. Yeah, Charmeleon gets the scarf, and then he – is it this – is it this block? No, no, no. We saw, it, we saw it in the first arc oh, that no, they gave it to Charmander. Charmeleon yeah. got it here in this flashback. You're right. You're and right. that's the first time the scarf is given. Yeah, because yeah, that's because that scarf plays in later on. and But seeing the seeing little baby Charmander, little baby Squirtle, and finally inter- being introduced to literal infant Bulbasaur for the first time, it's like here's when the gang officially all comes together and they all meet. Yeah, these kids are only like six years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, I will say, like I also think that the the characters of most most characters are more well rounded. The ones that are consistent, but especially the um, characterizations of Little Char and Squirtle, mm-hmm. um, because now it is becoming more clear, like the levels of Char, and even though he's kind of like de facto protagonist, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of the protagonist tropes to him. Um, and Squirtle, while rambunctious and goofy and dangerous and reckless, he's not uh, stupid, um, which I, I, I credit. Like, I think that that's that balance is handled really well. Like when they go into the factory and everything, uh, it never feels like Squirtle's just a total moron. Um, and and it'd be easy to do that with a character like what yeah. what Squirtle is. Um, Squirtle, Squirtle hears that he's going to watch like 15 hours of a movie marathon, like out of the blue. He's down for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm party with sure. Yeah, exactly. And I and I love the way that like uh, the teen the teen evolutions are being better better uh, formed in this one. Uh, like Charmeleon coming in when they're working on the comic book, oh, yeah. and uh, and he's got that attitude like you're gonna be like he's gonna say this is lame or something, and then it immediately cuts to him like doing it with them, and he's like, and that is absolutely like, it's good my. Stuff. That is absolutely my favorite arc. Not just because I love comics, but just like the 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 art of creating and then having like a sibling or like a, a older influence get in and like be a part of that and like be interested in it is so rewarding and, and fulfilling. And like, and then at the very end when like Charmander is like, yeah, I'll meet you with you in a second. And he's just reflecting on the comic that he made. He's like, this is awesome. Like, it's so heartwarming. I love it. 
Yeah, I think one of my favorite lines in that whole bit about Charmeleon being supportive of it, he's like, I can definitely have us like Xerox some copies. I think I want to keep this for myself. And him just meaning that he's not saying it to appease his siblings. He's like, I, I care about having done this with you. Um, the, the relationships are just really well handled across the board in this. And I think that's and, really rewarding. And it was fun to see like another art style being done, like a fake six-year-old car, car, uh, comic book. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to highlight um, about the artist is I obviously it's a starter trio and they're based in what is the, in the fictional Pokemon world of Kanto. Like we see Bulba go into Johto in the last one and that a lot of Johto Pokemon were there. But uh -huh. in this, in this block, we see a Alolan um, Golem. Uh -huh. So one of the things I do love about what this artist does is that when like when new Pokemon are introduced or when new, cause I can only assume that the artist was making this comic when, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, which is when they introduced the Alola region, and they released the designs. They're like, oh, I can use that. I can mm -hmm. put this in my book, and then they keep adding Pokemon, but not in a, like, here's all the Pokemon. It's like, hey, it's a power plant. He just transferred from Alola. This fits. You know what's, you know what's impressive? You know what's impressive? You were talking about how Pokemon um, are being, you know, taken into this Thing, mm -hmm. Even new Pokemon. Um, what I find it really impressive, and, it, and it, it, it's not easy, and 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 I just got to say props for this again one man operation. Is that everyone has a distinctive voice. Mm -hmm. Every new character that we're introduced uh, doesn't feel like a character we've been introduced to before. Um, every voice feels different, um, and I think that that's that's really impressive for something on such a small scale. You know who yeah, my favorite new character is. The ghost. Oh my god, you knew it. Yeah, Mistrevious. Oh my god. Um, god I, I love Mistrevious so much. You wanna know how you become a ghost Pokemon? You die. <laughs> yeah. I just love like after she goes die, and it's like Mistrevious is all like bug giant and sharp eyed, and poor Evie's all like her pupils are tiny. <laughs> oh yeah. even the, the, the shadows on my camera even zoomed in. It's so spooky. <laughs> oh, yeah, the uh, the the art on her is great. The way that he creates dynamic looks with her is really well done. Um, yeah, that that was a great one. I did want to shout out this particular single strip. I don't know who these two Pokemon are. I'm not familiar. Houndoom and Skittle. Um, so which is which is cute because it's a parody of another famous popular comic where it's a dog and yes, and it's a dog and a cat uh, that you've probably seen around. And I thought that was a very cute and effective tribute. Uh, Brandon. The um the guy the person who draws pet foolery draws that one um that once that one comic you couldn't stop laughing at with the flamingos and the T Rex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus, yes. <laughs> I Brandon, that. Brandon really likes that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Houndoom, the Houndoom and Skinny, because when I saw, it, I was like, this is just like because I, I follow the art uh, the artist of Pet Foolery on social media as well, and I absolutely love that uh, that that strip as well. But yeah, just seeing that they took a Houndoom and Skitty, it's like this is just just everything about this strip is like Brian said, it's wholesome, it's adorable, and you and um everyone does have their own distinct voice, like what Spark said. It's mm, just Brandon. Brandon oh, said Brandon that. Said, sorry, frack. I I must have short term memory loss. My God. But Brandon said that every Pokemon has their own voice. When you're reading the Gollum, the, the the Graveler and the Electabuzz in the factory, they're just dudes working. And then you see Gollum, the Lolan Gollum, and he's just like he's had enough. He's like, give me a fresh pot of coffee. Then he's just playing cards with the kids. 
Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is a great day. Oh, Bulbasaur is a great day. He plays checkers against Alakazam. Yeah. yeah. He's going to lose. <laughs> um, there's, I, I just, I just was scanning through uh, pictures I took of things we read and I, I did want to highlight this one, which was the one where uh, War Turtle and Ivysaur are babysitting and they're letting the little kids put makeup on them and, and Ivysaur and Charmeleon are both met boy characters and, and uh, Charmeleon shows up and uh, Ivysaur is all like, join us and become pretty dude. And he's got pizza and he's like, uh, can I sell a pizza? And he's like, oh yeah, totally. And he's like, sweet, I'm in. And they're just putting on makeup. They're letting little kids put makeup on them. And I'm like, such good, such good, like anti-toxic masculinity messaging. Like, Love it. Like, you know, just let the kids put goofy makeup on you. Who gives a crap? Because like the Snubble twins, they see him and they're like, he's going to be pretty. They draw him, they are, he, um, um, Nikolama writes them like they're like I want to say three or four years old, so their R's are kind of like W's, but at the same time, it's like we're gonna make it pretty. He's like, Can I still eat my pizza? He's like, Yeah, he's like, I'm in. Yeah, you don't say no to cute, adorable I, I, just, I just really like the line, Come here and get pretty, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's so good, dude. Join us and become pretty. <laughs> yeah. I think I said this last time, but I'll say it again. You have no idea how happy the three of you are enjoy how much you guys are enjoying this strip is making me happy. I know I didn't write it, I didn't draw it because I when I found found this, something, I read it. something that you love. Yeah, this because when I read this, because normally when you think about Pokemon, but they're kind of like, they act like humans. They they live in the twenty first century, but they're still Pokemon. You would think like, oh man, that's gonna be lame. How would how could anyone you how can anyone Pokemon use your powers and the way Nekwama is able to mesh them, and I want to say in a perfect harmony, is great. Like, but, oh, the in-jokes. The last one for the in-jokes was like, how does Beedrill hold stuff? That was good. Ben, real quickly, uh, I don't think if you had pitched me this comic, my first question would be, how do they use their powers? <laughs> I don't or, think that would be the case. Or maybe not, but maybe I, not how they use their powers, but maybe how do they how do they function? How would like why would why would Charizard need to use flamethrower to heat up a steak when he could just put him in the think, or, like, use a I stove? I think it would be very easy to go the, the kind of pedestrian route with this and do it's Pokemon, but they do human stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, and like everything is simplified down to like, this is this, you could make this comic with human beings and nothing would change except the character design. Uh, and it's not that it is like, it is entirely entrenched in the idea of what Pokemon are, what they're capable of, how they function, how they socialize. It is all based in that core idea and then adapted into the idea of like, what if they did things humans do? Um, yeah. And that and that's a massive difference, and it, it is what makes the comic special, rather than it being like if you do the same thing and it's just like it is a camping story, for example, and it's exactly the same way you would tell it if it was humans, except the visuals are of Pokemon. It's not as special. It's not as good. And you know what? It, it it's such a well realized world, also. Um, and I didn't quite appreciate the world the first the, the first strips that we did, but now having having it more fleshed out, you kind of realize, especially especially I gotta I gotta tell you, I love the Eevee stuff. But like yeah. so I'm gonna come back to that Me a too. lot. But like the, the Eevee the Eevee stuff is excellent through and through. But mm-hmm. the, the the idea is of the world, he's really thought of this, of how uh, aging would be different for Pokemon because they can evolve. How 
society would be slightly different because they could evolve with a different species and, and everything like that. I think the, the world is really well thought out and this, there was some care put into this. It makes me makes me curious for the future with like, there are some Pokemon who don't evolve. So are they eternally young or are they just always old? Like, like kind of things like I think we're going to be seeing like more, again, like with the Eevee stuff, like more fleshed out, curious questions about the nature of Pokemon and how that how that works with this being a human rep, uh, like uh, parallel um right. i'm very excited to, to 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 get caught up for the next you know next episode same same i hope we get back to the Mar- to the magic carp oh my oh, god man i didn't even think about that we didn't get a magic carp this whole time yeah. Oh, yeah we didn't but how much xp do you think it got zero god if this if this comic doesn't if this comic doesn't end like when he's when when they want to be done with it if it doesn't end with magic carp becoming a gyarados i don't know <laughs> Uh, I reading this man, like, uh, I, I don't expect it to happen, but in my dream in like a couple years, I see like be this being option for like Cartoon Network and then making like a show out of this. Cause like, this feels like, like this, this could like, especially with like it getting into more like mature content and dealing like, you know, with good stuff for kids. Like I could see this being something really something different that Pokemon's never done before. That like mm-hmm. like look like I know we're gonna talk about in the news. This is a weird thing to bring up here, but like that Aquaman show looks like nothing DC's ever done. And I'm like, oh my right. god, like that reminded me of this. And I'm like, I want I would love to see this animated. Like I don't like- I don't know I don't know if I could ever see like Cartoon Network necessarily doing it. There's just so much right stuff. But like a, no, but you, a, a style I, like. I, a, an independent like YouTube short animated series out of this would make a, a whole lot of sense and, and sure. I think could get more traction to something like bigger down the road. But but it, it, it does have that vibe where that could really work. Um, I want to spotlight something from the very last arc uh, the uh, that we did, which is the the Eevee never growing up arc. And they're talking about how friendship and love can also make an Eevee evolve. And they're having the conversation, which is all about, wait, do we have to stop being friends? Do we have to bully you to make sure it doesn't happen? And Char's like, I don't think we have to go that far. I don't think you can make friendship go backwards. And he's like, I don't know that. I'm not a doctor person. I barely know how normal evolution works. <laughs> it's like, what if what if we've already loved him so much that he's going to change any second? And we need to bully him. We need to bully him right now. And it's like, no. <laughs> I just love how, like, Evie herself, she's like, guys, it doesn't work like that. But then, like, Charmander, and I forgot what Squirtle said, but it's oh, like, the, yeah. They said, like, oh, Charmander, you can't, Char- Charmander, you're not even good at bullying. It's yeah. like, I can be mean. <laughs> Joel, uh, I just I just remembered also, because I just, I just flipped over to it, but Jolteons, the Jolteon parents are another... Uh, great example of that that gender differentiation i know who who's the male and who's the female identifying characters it's it's distinct so i can separate those voices in my head i'm not wondering who's the mom who's the dad here who's having that that conversation from that point of view unless you unless they want to start explicitly stating which they have before on a different you know pairing that like you know both our characters are male and how do you identify them but it's even less about like gender identification and more just trying to get a, a feel for their voice and know whose voice you're reading yeah, uh, yeah. by knowing which character is is talking at any given moment right and props to the artist because when i saw Ma- the mother jolteon i got mad karen vibes oh okay. yeah for sure that's definitely 100 percent present i just got it the next year like mad karen vibes and the dad is just like a pompous ass you you feel that you feel that kind of entitlement vibe mm-hmm. on both of them yeah for sure um Anything else we want to get into? I, I think I've I've said enough. I just want to. Funny enough, I just want to get back to reading it. I just want to keep reading it. I 
Well, you're um, in luck, Ben, because we will continue. Talking about the art style, I think the, the Zapdos panel we referenced is a great example of it. Uh, the one where they're giving the the big Goku speech. Um, oh, yeah. They just they just have some really wonderful panels. I think the one Ryan put up of uh, of the ghost character. I forget the name. Um, the, yeah, uh, I I think that those are excellent examples of where they put like some extra flair into their comic art, and it's really working for them. So I think they're some doing some extra flareon. Yes, you you know me. Uh, uh, I thought virtual high five, Brandon. That was a good one. Okay, oh, oh, I should have oh. done that. Oh, uh, I just I wanted to highlight. I think they did a great job of how they ended the the EV arc in in this batch that we had with Blastoise coming and having the conversation about you know like I can't really relate to the evolution choice thing, but you know growing up's hard for everyone, mm-hmm. um, and you know I I I think that you can we can kind of talk about this and you can think on through and you know there, there are people who are going to support you. All that kind of stuff is just working really really well. Uh, Ryan, you're going to say something? No, no, uh, I was trying to get a cat's attention. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, else? I'm good. I think this is great. Uh, I'm re- I'm very excited to keep going. I'm very excited. Can't wait to keep reading more. I've actually okay. I haven't caught up fully to, in prepar- preparation for this. So should we give us an end? An end. Uh, 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 let me issue? let me let me pull it up real quick. There's like fifty or less, right? So One we. Second. So we ended on da, 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 one oh six. Did you guys read the Zapdos and Moltres thing, or did you stop on one oh six? I stopped at the end. I stopped at the end of on one oh five at Never Growing Up Part Ten because that was our agreed ending. One oh six till right now on the website, it's up to one fifty two. So, so what? Part what 10 re- arc. So, so right now they're doing a long arc that's called the Good Old Days. Um, wherever that arc ends is where we'll end on our next run. Yeah. So we will, yeah. we will, we will go oh, until that arc is over. And when that arc is over is where we'll stop. And okay. I was, cause I, I follow Nekoama on Instagram. I think they said that this is the lap. This is the finale of that arc. Yeah. That, uh, arc 17 is the last one, either this one or it's going to come out next week, but either Ooh, way. 17. That, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, so well, that's then, just, that's just barely almost, uh, 50 issues. Yeah. yeah, it's about the same what we've read. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy to get through. Um, hopefully you guys read along with us, um, the audience. I'm speaking to you. Um, if not, hey, you know, keep keep coming hear us talk about this cool webcomic. It's great. Yeah. Um, all right. So that'll be that. Uh, make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. <laughs> I just did this an hour ago. I can do it again. Um, Don't break the illusion. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not wearing the same clothes. <laughs> hey, not everybody who watches WandaVision reads Little Char in the gang. True. Um, okay, uh, make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, and of course, there are more shows on this channel because, hey, we like shows. We like giving you content. We like giving you giving you cool, fun stuff that we talk at you for an hour or more. We like, we like talking. Um, you can, of course, check out the back catalog of the Fake Nerd Book Club where we talked about Wasted Space. Uh, my book Power Rangers or even The Pride. We did that for an episode. Um, those are the only comics we've done so far. Hopefully, uh, well, we will do more. Um, of course, we have the Fake Nerds Watch series, which we are currently doing WandaVision, the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can, of course, go to the back catalog there if you want. Um, we also have Basement Arcade, which uh, new stuff coming soon. 
Um, check out the very long Sonic the Hedgehog playthrough that is currently up there. Um, <laughs> it's not done. Uh, done. Uh, of course, you can also check out our newest show, Base Run Arcade Pause Menu, uh, where we just had uh, uh, adults talking anime, plus yes, uh, talking about video game consoles. Um, all of that is up on this channel. And of course, the Mothership Podcast, Fake Nerd Podcast, where you can watch us talk about movies and news and other comics even um we do that live every sunday because we're trapped in the hell hole that is the quarantine um and that's never ending apparently so mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely check out uh that series that, that you can check it out uh live every sunday if you like um or you can, you can check out our website fakenerdpodcast.com where we got all of our stuff our links to our merch page or our link to our patreon uh we've got Fake their podcast mask if you want to uh, help fight the fight the virus put a mask on fight the power um uh, fake their podcast on all social media twitter instagram facebook uh i'm at bt mcclure on instagram and twitter ben you can find me trying to find the real squirtle and not this imposter on at ben magnet 27 on instagram and twitter i'll find Squirtle. sparks uh, you can find me just uh, in enjoying my Pokemon at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan. Bubba Bubba at Bubba Bubba. <laughs> DJ Tony Snark and all the all the things. All you know, all that made me think of was that anime. Bo 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 bo. Oh wow. I thought about that a long time. That what, oh god, nose hairs. What you should have done. Is not is committed to the bubble buzz and have sparks edit in a an asterisk translation. Do you like that's it? just that's just what I want. Work, work. <laughs> work, work. All right, guys. Until next time, stay fake, nerds. Bye bye. It's my stitch. Is that the end of the episode? It's my stitch. Yeah. (laughs)